A reading from Isaiah 58, verses 1 through 12. Shout out. Do not hold back. Lift up your voice like a trumpet. Announce to my people their rebellion, to the house of Jacob their sins. Yet day after day they seek me and delight to know my ways, as if they were a nation that practiced righteousness and did not forsake the ordinances of their God. They ask, me, they ask of me righteous judgment. They want God on their side. Why do we fast, but you do not see? Why humble ourselves, but you do not notice? Look, you serve your own interests on your fast day and oppress all your workers. You fast only to quarrel and to fight and to strike with a wicked fist. Such fasting as you do today will not make your voice heard on high. Is such the fast that I choose, a day to humble oneself? Is it to bow down the head like a bulrush and to, t and to lie in sackcloth and ashes? Will you call this a fast, a day acceptable to the Lord? Is not this the fast that I choose, to loose the bonds of injustice, to undo the straps of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free and to break every yoke? Is it not to share your bread with the hungry and bring the homeless poor into your house when you see the naked to cover them and not to hide yourself from your own kin? Then your light shall break forth like the dawn and your healing shall spring up quickly. Your vindicator shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Then you shall call and the Lord will answer. You shall cry for help, and the Lord will say, Here I am. If you remove the yoke from among you, the pointing of the finger, the speaking of evil, if you offer your food to the hungry and satisfy the needs of the afflicted, then your light shall rise in the darkness, and your gloom be like the noonday. The Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your needs in parched places, and make your bones strong. You shall be like a watered garden, like a spring of water, a spring of water whose waters never fail. Your ancient ruins shall be rebuilt. You shall raise up the foundations of many generations. You shall be called the repairers of the breach, the restorer of streets to live in. Friends, this is the word of God for us, the people and children of God. Thanks be to God. As we enter into this season of Lent, the season of confession and contemplation, I thought it apropos for me to begin with a confession to you all. I do not like the cold. I do not like the rain. I do not like the early winter evenings that turn tonight far too quickly for my taste. I always feel my body and my spirit in a particular slump around this time of year. Even though I love to walk, I often cut my walks short in the winter months to accommodate my absolute intolerance for the cold. It almost always feels fitting to me that Ash Wednesday fall on the cusp of this season and the next, Though that's not particularly true for today, high of 84 degrees or whatever we had today. 
This is not a sermon about global climate change, but it could be. But usually there is one thing that I love about this season, this typically dark and cold time. I love the daffodils. I love the daffodils. I love how the green stalks pop up out of the cold ground and their bright yellow faces bloom triumphantly in the late winter, as if to announce to us that spring has arrived. Even when it hasn't yet, usually. I like to think of the daffodils as awfully brave little flowers, blooming so strong and so early, not waiting to make sure that it's actually spring, but blooming just at the very beginning when the signs begin to show. I like to think of the daffodils as an early adopter of warm days. I think it's awfully brave to be a daffodil, to bloom not even knowing if they're going to even make it to spring. And as we approach this season of Lent, I've been thinking about what it means to wait for something. I've been thinking about what it means to wait for the right time to bloom, for the ground to be warm and soft and fertile. I've been thinking about the daffodils, the brave daffodils, who so often end up shriveled and faded away when inevitably, give it a few days, Georgia, we'll see a cold night or two whiplashing us back into winter. But the daffodils never wait. They always bloom springing up on the edge with all of their might, without the fear or the anxiety that they might die. Because what if they live? As we enter into the season of Lent, this evening we consider depravity. The season where we boldly proclaim that we are from the dust, and to the dust we shall return. The season where we march headlong towards the cross of Christ, towards the certainty and the inevitability of our death. I wonder if now is, in fact, the perfect time to consider the daffodils. As we wait with the hopeful anticipation of resurrection, perhaps we do not feel the urgency of the blooming as the daffodils do. But I think perhaps we should. In our passage today, Isaiah laments the injustices being done all around and asks if religious rituals are truly what is pleasing to God, while there is such a disconnect between justice and righteousness. Isaiah rebukes those who pursue righteousness while injustice is being done. Isaiah goes on to say that the only way that we reach salvation is if the whole community is to break the bonds of injustice, to loosen the chains of oppression, and to dismantle the systems of inequity. And I consider the daffodils, how they do not wait, how urgently, 
how fervently even they seek to spring up, to announce, to beckon to spring, to arrive right now, even if we're still in for some cold days ahead. I think if Isaiah were here today, perhaps he would consider the daffodils with me. Because if we have ever been the ones waiting urgently for justice, then we know the pain of longing. We know the frustration of the time that it takes to get everyone on board. We know the deep and heavy sighs of waiting for a time when those in power are ready to relinquish it. We know what it is like to wait for justice while righteousness is in action. And so in the season of Lent, we are to look upon our lives, to hold them up, examine them in accordance with Isaiah's question, is this the fast that the Lord requires? And church, if you have been with me journeying here for a while, you know that I love Ash Wednesday. I love to examine the fast. I love to talk about total depravity. But this year, I want us to consider our timing. Are we like the daffodils? Are we blooming right on the edge? Are we announcing something new? Are we fearless? Are we fearless in the face of criticism? Surely in the face of those who would tell us just to wait a little while. Are we fearless in the face of those who would say it's not yet time, that the season has not yet come to do a new thing? The time just isn't right. Those are the people who are not ready to hear a fresh word or receive a new interpretation or examine a new path of justice. But I believe that we are the daffodils. We can't wait. We've always been a daffodil church, St. Mark. We have bloomed long before many others were ready. The first church in our area to integrate, one of the first to welcome LGBTQ plus people, one of the first to stand in solidarity with our siblings of other faiths in the face of injustice. The history of our church has long been fertile soil and it has helped us spring up early. But the thing about the daffodils is eventually they do wither and they do sink back into the ground. And so my question for us today is, have we reached our season again yet? Is it time to be the daffodils? Is it time to announce something new? And so church, I say, let's bloom. Let's bloom in this season so that when death comes, we can say, we did not wait until it was too late to live. Let's bloom so that when resurrection comes, we can say, we did not wait too long to die to injustice. Let's bloom. 
in this season and every season so that we can be the church that breaks every chain, that loosens every bond, that is the repairer of the streets to live in. As my favorite author, Sue Monk Kidd says, the thing that is in the daffodil is in me too. May it be so. Amen.